You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. Welcome to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. We're talking about uh, the mystery of the church, and this is episode five. If you haven't subscribed to our free email, please be sure to go to my website, faithroots.com, myfaithroots.com, and uh, you can sign up and get this uh, sent to your house free of charge every day, and it'll be of great help to you in, in, in studying these things. Uh, Jesus is talking in Matthew chapter 24, but we have to ask ourselves this question, who is he speaking to? So I want you to pay careful attention to this, and we're going to start with Matthew 24, verse 1. Jesus went out and departed from the temple. Where is that? In Jerusalem. Who does it concern? It concerns the Jewish people. And his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now this temple had been under construction for almost 50 years. And it was a huge complex. In fact, it was such a grand complex, there was absolutely nothing else in the world at the time that rivaled the temple at Jerusalem. It was spectacular. Herod the Great, among other things, was a tremendous builder. And as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? What? The destruction of the temple. And what shall be the sign of thy coming? Now, now look at that. They tied those two things together, and they were not tied together. And what shall be the sign of the end of the world or the end of the age? We, we say the end of the world. Really, a better term would be the end of the age. That's what really reads here. And, and so the, the world is not going to end. It is going to go through some transitions and some changes, but to, to totally cease and stop, that, that's, that's not going to happen. And so the disciples came, and they asked him these three questions, not realizing that these events would be fulfilled over a very lengthy period. Now, the first one, what will be the sign of the, the, the and when will this happen, when will the temple be destroyed? Well, it was destroyed 40 years after that time. And it was destroyed by Titus and the Roman legions. They came, the 10th legions came. Actually, they came before, uh, several years before, and they laid siege to Jerusalem. The city was filled with believers and, and, and believers who had come to faith in Christ all through the book of Acts. And uh, the Roman emperor who was Nero died, and the man who was in charge of the siege, Vespasian, uh, had to go back to Rome because he felt like he was the next emperor, and he was. He went back. He consolidated power. He took his armies with him. During that gap, the Jewish believers left the city. They went to a place east of the Jordan River. They were warned by the Lord, and actually the Holy Spirit warned them, and Jesus had warned them in this to get out. So they did. And so they left and they went out and they were not destroyed uh, when Titus came back with the 10th legion and actually destroyed the temple. Now, they didn't realize what will be the sign of your coming. That's 2,000 years later. They had no idea it was going to be that long. 
Now we go to Matthew 24, 4, and Jesus is giving some additional information about signs. So let's take a look at it. He answered and said to them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Let's stop. This is new. Uh, because people couldn't come in the name of Jesus or in the name of Christ. They couldn't do that uh, if he hadn't first come. So you can't have a counterfeit 20 if there's not a real 20. And because there had been a real Christ, now all of a sudden, for the first time, there are these false Christs. In fact, Paul ran into one in his first missionary journey. There was a sorcerer who called himself Bar-Jesus, or the son of Jesus. He was a false Christ. Jesus went on to say, you'll hear of wars and rumors of wars. And actually the word rumor here could be translated report, meaning that we will not only see wars, but uh, uh, this is a new idea. This is, listen, this is important. Uh, reports of wars can sometimes have as much impact as the war itself. And what has happened in the last, say, 70, 80 years, actually since World War II, the reporting on war, the cameras, the images, satellite television, has changed the face of how wars affect the population of Earth. And we can be affected politically by things that the news media uh, wants to twist or, or spin or, 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 or tell in a certain way. And so Jesus is telling us this. There will be wars and the reporting of wars. Uh, for all these things must come to pass, uh, the end is not yet. And he also said, see that you be not troubled. In other words, we can't let that stuff uh, trouble us. We pray, but we can't let it get us down. For nation shall rise against nation. Uh, this is ethnos against ethnos. In other words, this is ethnic strife. And we've seen a lot of that. You've seen countries like Yugoslavia, for instance, that were held together by a very strong leader, Tito, after World War II. But once uh, the Iron Curtain fell... Uh, all of the different ethnic groups within what was once Yugoslavia splintered. And now you've got all these different countries and the ethnic groups couldn't bind together. That's interesting, isn't it? Kingdom against kingdom. Now that's political. So you can have people who are, are, gene uh, they are genetically related, they are ethnically related, but they are politically different. That's, that's a different kind of war. And so you see that here, kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines, food shortages, pestilences. Boy, we know about that, don't we? And earthquakes in different places. And by the way, we've had a, a, a marked increase in big earthquakes and in uh, volcanic eruptions, especially in 2021. All these are the beginning of birth pangs, Jesus said. In other words, he said, this is something that the earth will begin to go through. Uh, and, and, and it's the early stages of, of delivery. The, the, we're not right down to the final uh, moment before the baby's born. I, I, I had four kids. I say I had them. My wife had them, but I was with her. And I can tell you that the beginning of the birth pains are totally different than the later ones. I mean, when, when it's your first baby, you think, okay, any minute now. But, but we were able to drive 34 miles to the hospital and get in, and we weren't even close. I, 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 in fact, we had another eight or nine hours, maybe 10, before Whit was born. And so I learned some things about the birth pangs that just because you start having them doesn't mean it, it's going to be a baby in 30 minutes. Now, uh, what I want you to see from all of this is that these birth pangs come in, in, in different levels. And so they begin to intensify 
when the change is about ready to happen. Then they shall deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and you'll be hated of all nations for my namesake. Then shall many be offended, shall betray one another, shall hate one another. Many false prophets shall rise and deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many will wax cold. But he that endures to the end shall be saved. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for witness unto all nations. Then shall the end come. Now, pay careful attention to the next verse. When you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whoso reads, let him understand, then let them which be in Judea flee to the mountains. That's not written to Gentiles. It's not written to us. It's not written to the church. It's written to the Jewish people who are alive at that day. So in dealing with Jesus' followers, he is answering them for their time, for their generation, but in order to be a blessing to the Jewish people who believe in God at the end of the age, he is answering their questions. He is giving them information that will help them. So what you have here is a change of great authority. Now, that's what I want to point to. In Luke's Gospel, chapter 4, verses 5, 6, and 7, the Bible says, The devil led Jesus up to a high place, showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor, for it has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want to, so if you will worship me, all will be yours. Now, a lot of people think that Satan was just totally lying when he said that. Uh, he wasn't lying about having the power. He may have been lying about whether or not he would give it up, but he wasn't lying about having that kind of authority. He did have that kind of authority, and it was delivered to him because of Adam. Now, the ownership of the earth and the lease of the earth, and this is something, too, that, 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 that a lot of us are not aware of. In Hebrew culture, ownership and leasing were very strong concepts, and there were a lot of people who did not own the land that they leased, and leasing was very common. They leased because under the law, if your family owned land, you weren't supposed to sell it. So people might not even live on their own property, but they lease it out. And so Adam had a time lease on planet earth. He doesn't own the earth. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. God gave Adam dominion on the earth, which is the right to use. He gave him authority to operate. That's a lease. That lease is set to expire. It will expire even when Satan is God of this world. When the lease expires, the Christ, the Messiah, Jesus, will come back and take up the lease. And that's what the scroll is all about in the book of Revelation. That is the title deed to the earth. But in the meantime, this is what is happening. This is what is going on. And I want to read Romans chapter 8 and verse 19. And that's where I'm starting. NIV, the creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. Now we're already the sons of God, but uh, John says it doesn't yet appear what we shall be. We're not in our final form. We're going to be glorified. He said, for creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it. Adam submitted creation to vanity and to frustration. He did that when he sinned. In hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. In other words, all of these laws of decay that are now on the earth are going to change when the curse is lifted. 
We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. That's what Paul said. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit. We groan inwardly as we eagerly await for our adoption as sons the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what he already has? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait patiently for it. Now, <clears throat> that's where we are right now. We are waiting patiently for Christ to return, redeem our bodies. And even in this season, we can groan. The Holy Spirit helps us groan. And when we groan on the inside, when we have a sense in prayer, something's not right. We are actually pushing against the powers of darkness. The Holy Spirit is giving us a burden to pray. Only through Him giving us these groanings are the words to pray. Can we effectively pray against that which the enemy wants to do? And so the earth groans, we groan. And it is pushback against the dominion that was usurped several thousand years ago when Adam sinned in the Garden of Eden. So, very important thing to see here. In Matthew 24, when they came to Jesus and they said, when will the temple be destroyed? What will be the sign of this? What will be the sign of the end of the age? What will be the sign of your coming? They asked him those three questions, and Jesus answered each of them in a beautiful way. He was able to answer all three of them. And so there was a destruction of the temple in 70 AD. There will be a future destruction of the temple, a future capturing of Jerusalem and so forth. But what Jesus is saying, all of these things, the earthquakes, the wars and rumors of wars, he said those are the birth pangs. They will always be here, but they will intensify. And that's what we have seen in the last hundred years or so. Uh, the 20th century was known as the century of murder. More people died in the 20th century than in any other time in history. It's because the population was so much greater. It is and was a dark time. So Jesus is telling us that we are seeing the beginnings of these birth pangs. And they are going to finally result in His return and redemption from the curse. Man, it's going to be amazing when we see all that. Do we know when? Not exactly. Do we know the season? I think we do. I think we know we're in the season. A lot of people are skeptical of it, make fun of it, and so forth. We'll see. And uh, that's all you can do is watch. That's what we're told to do. Watch, watch, watch. And we're watching. My hope is that it comes very quickly, very soon. Well, that's all the time that I have for today. But we're not done. We'll pick up with this again the next week, Monday. Don't miss it. See you then. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.